Evidence and Answers. Evidence and Answers is a Christian apologetics ministry led by Dr. Pat Zucran. Pat provides compelling messages from top apologetics scholars, defending the Christian worldview and provides valuable resources for every person seeking answers to life's questions, as well as addressing key issues of our time. Serving to equip Christians who want to effectively engage their world for Christ is our focus. Do the ancient Greek mystery religions contain stories of a resurrection, virgin birth, and gods becoming men? Critics allege that Christianity borrowed its stories from the Greek mystery religions. How strong are the parallels between the stories and teachings of the mystery religions to Christianity? You're tuned to Evidence and Answers radio broadcast with your host, Pat Zucran. Pat is an author, teacher, and international speaker in the area of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. Today, our host, Pat, will be sharing from his weekly YouTube show, Question of the Week, where he investigates these assertions to see if there is a pagan connection with Christianity. Aloha, and welcome to another episode of Question of the Week. This is brought to you by Honolulu Christian Church and Evidence and Answers. And so, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, we encourage you to go to our YouTube website, either Honolulu Christian Church or Pat Zucaran, and hit the subscribe button there or the like button there so you can uh, be updated with each video that comes out. Now, the question for this week is this. Did Christianity borrow its ideas from the Greek mystery religions. You know, in high school and college, that's what my professors and teachers were teaching me, that really Christianity borrowed its ideas from the Greek mystery religions. The Greek mystery religions uh, were propagated hundreds of years before Christianity, and according to this theory, in the Greek mystery religions, you have a virgin birth. You have resurrection from the dead. You have uh, the miracles that are supposedly done by Christ and they were simply borrowed from these Greek mystery religions here. So is there a pagan connection between the two? Now this theory is very popular on the university campus and many liberal churches and it pops up to prominence here and there and then kind of goes away and then it kind of comes back again but is there a pagan connection here are the gospel miracle accounts and events of the life of christ have they simply been borrowed from the greek mystery religions well let's take a look at this argument and examine the evidence now there are several fallacies in this theory that we have to identify right off the bat First, we have something called the composite fallacy, all right, the composite fallacy, where skeptics lump the pagan religion or the pagan stories together to form one super religion, all right, they treat them as one religion when trying to make comparisons with Christianity and the life of Christ. So by combining the various religious beliefs and these myths, an attempt is made to show strong parallels with the life of Christ and the teachings of the New Testament. So that's the composite fallacy. Second, we have what's called the terminology fallacy. There's a confusion created because Christian terms are used to describe pagan beliefs and practices. Now, the pagan beliefs and practices used in these religions and in these myths are very different 
from biblical teachings. But since the same terms are used, people mistakenly conclude Christianity and the pagan myths share the same beliefs. For example, the term resurrection is used or virgin birth is used. But as we shall see, the words may be the same, but the definition is quite different when you look at the teachings uh, and the stories here in these mystery religions. And third, we have what's called the chronological fallacy. There's no archaeological evidence that these mystery religions were in Israel in the first century AD. Historical records show that the first century Jews loathed, they despised syncretism with other religions. That's what caused them to go into exile under the Assyrian Empire and the Babylonian exile. Right? They really learned their lesson during the Babylonian exile. And when they returned, idolatry was no longer a problem in the land of Israel. So they really loathed the pagan religions and any kind of syncretism they really despised and avoided. And Jews and Christians were uncompromisingly from the Babylonian exile on, they were uncompromisingly monotheistic while the Greeks and those in this mystery religions, the religions of the Near East, were polytheistic. And the evidence shows that the these pagan religions and these mystery religions developed later after Christianity and in fact when Christianity became popular it's actually the reverse they adopted many of the ideas from Christianity and incorporated into their belief system so let's take a look at the differences between Christianity and these mystery religions. They're very significant. So it's highly unlikely that the Christians would borrow the ideas from these mystery religions. Christianity, of course, gains its origin and its source from Old Testament Judaism, from Old Testament teachings, not Greek mythology. Jesus, Paul, and the other apostles appeal to the Old Testament and continually quote the Old Testament and you find direct teachings and fulfillments from the Old Testament. Teachings such as monotheism, there is only one God, blood atonement for sin, salvation by grace through faith alone, universal sinfulness of mankind, a physical bodily resurrection, they find their source in Judaism and they're completely foreign to Greek mythology. In fact, the idea of a bodily resurrection was not taught in Greek mythological work prior to the late 2nd century AD, about a hundred years after Christianity started flourishing throughout the Roman Empire. Now, let's take a look at some major differences between Christianity and these mystery Greek religions. There are some major differences here. None of the resurrections here in Greek mythology involve the God of the universe dying a voluntary death to rescue mankind from sin and eternal death. Only Jesus died for sins. Now the death of these gods in these Greek mystery religions were due to things like hunting accidents or accidental emasculations or plots of deceit from the other gods. And the gods die 
not by choice, right? But they often die by accident or by compulsion, sometimes in bitterness and despair, never in self-sacrificing, self-giving love as Christ did to rescue us from sin and death. Second, Jesus died once and for all, and he conquered sin and death and rose from the dead once and for all. While in these mystery religions, the gods repeat the death and rebirth cycle yearly over and over and over again, often in accordance with the seasons. So during the winter and fall, that's when the gods supposedly die, and in the spring is when they supposedly rise again. Fourth, Jesus' death was not a defeat. It was a triumph. The New Testament's mood of exaltation stands in direct contrast to these mystery religions and these myths whose mood is sorrow and sadness over the fate of their gods. And fifth and finally, as we've been studying in the last couple of weeks, Jesus was a real historical person, and the death and resurrection of Christ was an actual event in history. We show there's a lot of historical evidence for the life, ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you can go to our previous videos or go to our website at evidenceandanswers.org to look at the facts that we presented. So there is strong historical evidence for the death and resurrection of Christ. And the Christianity has always taught and has always insisted on the historical credibility of the account of the life of Christ, his unique ministry, death, and resurrection. While these pagan mystery religions make no such attempt as any kind of historical credibility, we understand, even the contemporaries understood, that these happened in a mythological or legendary kind of realm. Critics or skeptics try to draw strong parallels between Christianity and these Greek myths, but when you study these individual Greek myths, you soon discover, really, there's very little parallel. The differences are significant and make the premise that, you know, Christianity borrowed their ideas from these myths highly unlikely. Okay, let's take a look at some of these myths. All right, and see how close the parallel is to Christianity. One that you hear quite a bit is Mithraism. Supposedly, Mithras has a, quote, virgin birth similar to that of Jesus Christ. Well, let's take a look at this particular myth here. Mithraism arose in the Asia Minor region about the first century BC. It's a relatively insignificant military cult that gains a little popularity after Christianity. Now the story goes like this. Mithra was supposedly born when he emerged full-grown from a rock. He was carrying a knife and a torch and wearing a Phrygian war cap. And he battled first with the sun and then with a primeval bull, thought to be the first act of creation. Mithra slew the bull which then became the ground of life for the human race. I'm sure you see very close parallels here between the virgin birth of Christ and that of Mithras. Another one that you hear quite a bit, Dionysius. Dionysius supposedly also has, quote, a virgin birth. All right, well, let's take a look at that story and see how closely it parallels with the virgin birth of Christ. There's several versions of this, one of the most popular, teaches that Zeus fell in love with a mortal human being and as a result 
of their sexual union, she became pregnant with Dionysus. Now Hera, Zeus's wife, in a jealous rage, had the Titans tear up the baby and all is torn but his heart, which Zeus uses to recreate Dionysus and implants the fetus in the womb of a woman named Semele and she gives birth to Dionysus. Or the other version is that Zeus has sexual relations with Semele and impregnates her. Well, Hera, in a very jealous rage, whispers doubts in Semele's ear and she begins to doubt if Zeus is the father of the child. So deeply troubled, she goes to the temple of Zeus and demands to see Zeus, but Zeus is reluctant to appear. Finally, he appears to Semele and she's burnt to a crisp and she dies when she sees him. And Zeus takes the fetus and sews it into his thigh, right? And then uh, gives birth to Dionysus. There is the virgin birth of Dionysus. I'm sure you can see the very close parallels between that and the virgin birth of Christ. How about resurrection? They say that Christianity borrowed the ideas of a resurrection from these Greek mystery religions and one of them that you'll hear quite often is Osiris, the god of Egypt. Well, what's the legend of Osiris? The legend has it that Osiris ruled Egypt and ruled well and he decided to expand his kingdom outside of Egypt so he left his sister Isis to rule the land while he went to spread his rule and he returned after civilizing the earth he found that his sister had ruled wisely and his kingdom was in good order however it's at this point his wicked brother named Set began plotting against him and there are many stories of how Osiris was killed the most common is that Set held an extravagant banquet and invited Osiris and after the festivities were over Set produced a magnificent golden coffin and offered it as a gift to whomever fit in it best. Well, many people tried, but of course, Osiris fit in it perfectly. And when he got in, Set shut the lid and sealed it and threw it into the Nile River. And Set then took over the rule of Egypt. Well, the grieving sister of Osiris, Isis, went into the Nile and she found the coffin and brought it back to the palace where she had it stored. Set found out and tore the body of Osiris into 13 pieces and threw it into the Nile. And Isis collected all the pieces, 12 out of the 13, and she bandaged up the body together. And this became the first supposed mummy of Egypt and the mummy of Osiris eventually transformed into an ark and it's in this form that Osiris traveled to the underworld and became king and judge over the dead alright that's the alleged resurrection of Osiris I'm sure you see very close parallels here to the resurrection of Osiris and the resurrection of Christ very little parallel here. In fact, the resurrection of Osiris is more like a zombie kind of resurrection, isn't it? More than any, you know, it's really very little close parallel to the resurrection of Christ who is victorious and glorified in his resurrected body when he was raised from the dead. Then we have another one, Attis, 
supposedly Addis has a resurrection and supposedly there are very close parallels between the resurrection of Addis and Jesus Christ. So let's take a look at the story of Addis. According to this story, Sibyl, also known as the mother goddess, fell in love with this handsome shepherd boy in the Asia Minor area named Addis. However, Addis was unfaithful to Sibyl and she caught him with other women and she caused him to go mad and he ended up castrating himself under a pine tree and died. Well, the grief-stricken Sibyl in her grief caused the earth to die and she preserved the body of Addis from decay and the only signs that Addis remains alive is that his hair continues to grow and there's little movement in his little finger right so there is the resurrection of Addis as once again as you can see very strong parallels right between that resurrection and the resurrection of Christ so when you take a look at this theory very carefully you see that there's very little parallels between these Greek mystery religions their stories and their teachings and the teachings of Christ and the New Testament there are very few parallels when you study these myths individually and what skeptics try to do is combine all these stories and religions and take different facets treating these myths and these religions as one super religion and try to draw some parallels with Christianity but as you can see when you study these teachings and these legends individually you see there's very little parallel between what they teach and the life and teachings of Christ. Second, you can see that the same terms may be used, but they have very different meanings. The virgin birth of Dionysus, virgin birth of Mithras, the resurrection of Osiris and Addis, very different from the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the teachings of the apostles when it comes not only to the resurrection of Christ but the resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous and the date of any quote resurrection account in these Greek mystery religions follows Christianity and occur we know in a mythical realm while the events of the life of Christ happen in a historical realm and we have strong compelling evidence that Jesus Christ was a real historical person. The four Gospels are an accurate historical record of the life of Christ and they record that he lived a very unique kind of life and it records his miraculous life, ministry, death and resurrection from the dead and there's good historical evidence as we studied for the life the miraculous ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and the historical accuracy of the New Testament. So when you study uh, these myths carefully, you'll see that really there is no pagan connection between the life and teachings of the New Testament and these mystery religions. Now, I think i got time for one question here. 
And one of the questions here is, what about Augustus Caesar? Supposedly she has a, quote, virgin birth as well. Well, once again, when you look at that story, very few parallels to supposedly the life of Christ. According to this story, Caesar's mother fell asleep in the temple of Apollo, and the sun god Apollo became a snake and impregnated the mother of Augustus Caesar there, and supposedly that's the virgin birth of Augustus Caesar. Once again, hardly any parallels between that story and the virgin birth of Christ. Many of these Greek mystery religions, these gods, have sexual relations with mortal women right, to produce this hero or this kind of child. Very little parallels to that of the virgin birth of Christ. So when you take a look at these mystery religions and when you study the teachings and the life and ministry of Christ, you'll see that there is very little connection here. It's very unlikely that Christianity borrowed from these Greek mystery religions. Well, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this episode. We encourage you to go to our website at evidenceandanswers.org if you want to study more of what I just covered. We have articles on this topic and interviews with some of the top historians and scholars from all over the world on this topic and a whole lot more. So I encourage you to go to our website at evidenceandanswers.org. And remember, if you're enjoying this YouTube series, I encourage you to go to uh, my YouTube webpage, Pat Zucaran, and go to my YouTube site or the Honolulu Christian Church YouTube website and hit that subscribe button or that like button so you can be updated on all the new videos that come out. And we encourage you to send in your questions every week at pat at evidenceandanswers.org. Pat at evidenceandanswers.org. And we'll try to address your questions here on a future episode of Question of the Week. So thanks for being with us. We look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Question of the Week. We've run out of time. Thank you for joining us here on Evidence and Answers Radio Broadcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you would like Pat to speak at your church, Bible study, or perhaps hold an apologetics conference, give him a call locally in Hawaii. That number is 483-0586. Or you may contact him through the Evidence and Answers website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. To keep quality broadcasts like Pat's on the air, we rely on generous support from you, our listeners. For the opportunity to donate, head on over to our website. Once again, that's evidenceandanswers.org, and you may do so right there online. You'll find we have a wide variety of resources available to you, including articles and additional audio for you to listen to or download. So be sure to share our website with those around you. Evidence and Answers would like to thank one of our sponsors, the Honolulu Christian Church. If you don't have a home church and are looking for a great place to connect and grow in Christ, check out the Honolulu Christian Church. For service times, log on at honoluluchristian.org. That's honoluluchristian.org. Join us again next time on the air or online as we provide compelling reasons for faith in Christ. That's Evidence and Answers with Pat Zucran. <laughs>